Hello, all. She podcast took a super unexpected hiatus. Tragically, Jess's daughter, Emily, lost her battle with mental illness and addiction on December 22nd. Needless to say, this has been an incredibly challenging time. This episode 125 and episode 126 were recorded the day before Emily passed. We wanted to let you know in case you hear references to Emily or no references to what's happened in case you have been in correspondence with us on the She Podcast group or possibly through Facebook or something like that as we chat. We are due to get back on the mic in mid-January. In case you want to support Jess and her family during this time, there will be a link in the show notes right at the top. It's a GoFundMe campaign. Thank you so much for listening and blessings to all of you. Hey, Elsie. Hello, Jess. How you doing? Oh, just peachy. Getting ready for the Eximus. I know. Actually, this Christmas. is what? This is a little bit after the Eximus, the Christmas. Well, when they the, it, yes. And you're in the midst of Hanukkah. Is that correct? Are you in when the middle this, of it all? Yes. 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 In the midst of that. We'll be in the midst of it all. You know, it's funny. I never know if we're supposed to talk about what we're doing when they're listening or what we're doing when we're doing I it. don't know. Because you know what? We can't keep it What's in our heads. What's the proper etiquette? If I don't someone know. would like to write in the proper etiquette for should we be saying happy Christmas and New Year because it's already passed or should we be saying we're getting ready even though they're not going to listen to it until after? Right. It's awkward. It is very awkward. awkward. And and then you, I can't keep it in my head. Really. I mean, so. it's tough. I think we should just talk about where we are in the moment. Let's be in the moment, Elsie. I think we can be in the moment and then just... We'll be maybe mindful. We can have a ca- caveat saying, we're getting ready for Christmas. But when you hear this, right. it won't be. <laughs> I mean, it, had pa- it would it have passed, passed for you. You will not be getting ready for Christmas unless you are way a year ahead in advance. <laughs> no, they'll be getting ready for New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my favorite thing for this Christmas or getting ready, like decoration wise, has been just making my nails sparkly. And what colors? Right now, it's going to be absolutely like the brightest green ever in the whole entire planet. Oh my God, that's what I'm picking. And I'm going to have, um, what do you call it? Glitter on top. I actually wanted to make it like with, I saw this on, I don't even know where I saw it. Where did I see it? It must have been, I must have been on Instagram. It must have been. Um, that I wanted to make it like a Christmas tree with little bulbs of different colors. I thought that was so cute. Yeah, why not? And, right? But then I'm like, where am I? Like, then I just thought, when am I going to have the time? I'm probably going to run out of time to be doing this. The girls are going to call me. And so then I'm like, screw it. I'll just make sparkles. <laughs> so I'll just start sparkles. Sparkles are pretty. Sparkles are pretty. I was going to paint my nails green too. That's so funny. Yeah. Except I'm going to do. You plan that. I am going to do half of my nails green and the other half so my pinky finger my my ring finger and my middle finger are going to be green with sparkles my index fingers and thumbs are going to just be sparkles no green and you're and you're not doing this by yourself someone else is doing it for you no i'm doing this by myself you're doing in fact i'm doing it right now you're doing it as we talk yes i'm doing this as we are talking oh i'm projecting as if i will have time to get my nails done which i probably won't no, I am doing Maybe this. tomorrow. Right. No, Maybe I I'll am get it doing to it tomorrow. as we speak. Well, that's nice. 
Now I wish I'd have thought of doing that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so anyway, that that that's it. That's nice. That is correct. That is correct. That is it. Um, Very nice. I know. So we had a little bit of. Can I can I really quickly move into some news really fast because this just popped into my head and it's like it's it's throwing me off. I can't focus. All right, go. Okay. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So it's the whole. So Facebook is now going to be offering live audio streaming. Well, what they said was that, I mean, they had an article saying they were going to be offering it, but then they sort of took it away at the last. What do you mean took took it it away? away. Well, hold on, because hold on, I got to find the article. Um. At the end, they were like, well, first we're giving it to these people and then you'll get oh, it Oh, well, yeah, no, well, of course, it's coming. I was coming. so disappointed. Yeah, it's coming. It doesn't mean it's out, but they never do that. They never no, do I can't like, find the article. let's release it to everybody. No, 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 I'll have a link in the show I notes. know. I forgot but, exactly, yeah. No, I, it's I have it in your text. Introducing, it's media.fb.com. Um, yeah. Introducing live audio. Yeah, here, let me put it in the show notes for you. Um I just was like, I, the whole time I'm reading this article, I'm so excited that I can't see straight right. about how we're going to get live audio and you get to put a picture up and they push play and then they can hear it and they can do other things. And it's like so exciting where, you know, publishers go from live to areas that lack strong network connectivity. Yeah. So from interviews to book readings, it's like we're so excited about the layer. People like to listen to audio. We're doing other things. And then the last sentence is... Over the next okay. few weeks, we'll be giving it to BBC, HarperCollins, Adam Grant, and Brett Pett. It's like, oh. Yeah. It's the, Thanks it for very, nothing. It was very annoying when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks for nothing. That's exactly how I feel. No, but you know what? In all honesty, they really do. This is what I'm This This is the only things that I'm afraid of when they do that. If they're going to have a platform that's streaming for those people, whatever, whoever those people are, um, you know, those companies are, and then it doesn't work for them. And if it doesn't work for them, then maybe they'll decide, well, forget that. Let's not offer it to anybody. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm afraid of. And I think that that's lame. So anyway, I think so. So, but annoying. I mean, we should have fun. Yeah. And it should but be the- fun. Once it comes up, it'll be fun and we'll all get it. And then do you think it'll be like Snapchat where we use it for two months and then give up? Or do you think we'll keep doing it? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so part of my thing that I like wrote for we're supposed to do a little bit of reflecting in this episode. Yeah. And so it's funny. because oh, like, yeah. I wrote that down as one of the things. Um, OK. Well, so, let's I mean, yeah, we'll have yeah. to overlap a little, I guess. I didn't do that on purpose. But so my question. Like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think the only way that uh, I see this as a as a compl- as a compliment to stuff that we're doing. In fact, I can. In fact, there's so many. I have so many questions about it. Number one, can you even have more than two people on at the same time? Which means, if that's the case, it's just either going to have to be you or me, which is lame. Right. So, like, you're talking about recording our show. No, I'm talking about just having like an event. Let's say we're doing it. Let's say we have a Q and A. Yeah, let's say we have a Q and A for a she podcast group. We want to do that. Let's do. Let's do a live audio thing. Can we even do that? Can both of us be doing it at the same time? Right. So, Can I pop in here for a second? Yeah. Yes. You know go the ahead. All right. So, if you were doing it on cast, 
and I was recording it, mm-hmm. and you gave me your login information oh. to so I could or made me a administrator to the She Podcast page, mm-hmm. then I could put this audio up through the mixer just because we're going live right now. I could then you could do it this way, but I have a feeling that if you're not using a mixer and you're not in the same room, then you would not be able to. That is my educated guess. Uh huh. Okay. Well, then there's that. So, uh, so there's that part of it. Now, there's another thing that is really irkful to me. I saw another article. This one is from Mashable, and the title says Facebook for podcasting. Live audio comes to social network. And then one of the, but this is what just, it makes me upset because then, so here's a a little paragraph. Could Facebook be the next podcasting platform competing with the likes of Acast, Spotify, and iTunes? What? No. Those people are not even podcasting platforms. Acast. No. (laughs) Spotify (laughs) is not a podcasting platform. Like What? I know. What are they even saying? Those are not even platforms. Who's going to go on Facebook just to listen to pie? It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Exactly. I don't think that having a live component to audio immediately equals podcasting. In fact, by the definition, it's not. It's just live audio. Right. Right? It's not. It's like, it's not. It's just. Podcast isn't usually live. So, no. No. It's so, it would be, you know, you know what that sounds like? It's like somebody going like, ooh, live Facebook video. Could Facebook be competing to be the next, um, you know, movie television? Like, high, television show platform like Netflix? No. And it's like, right. what? No. But it could be the next YouTube because I watch more video. I watch more videos on Facebook than I do YouTube now. Well, and you know if Facebook is. And. Okay, that's true. But no, not because then you go down a rabbit hole with every video after that. But then the other thing is, if Facebook has audio, once it's done, will it save like the videos do and you go back to it? That was a question that I had as well. And the other thing, too, is that and and it could be good or bad. I mean, in in the way that it's set up right now in the Facebook app, where if you watch a video, you you kind of are taken into another sort of screen right it's not in the feed it's like a dimension of the app yeah and so then once that video is over it automatically shoots you to a different one in the same in the same the same person yeah but still like if i watch katie's little girl sedona start walking as soon as that's over i get to see sedona eating and then as soon as that's over i get to see sedona's next thing like you're right it doesn't whereas youtube I don't I actually I think it works the same way. Well, it, there, there's sometimes that it does. Video. It actually kind of does that. But but the thing is, that's annoying because I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to do that. I want to watch that one video. I don't want to sit there and keep watching the video. To be fair, and the other, podcasting does do that as well. One stops and the next one starts. It but you know you have an an option of being able to do that or not, which is what podcast apps are usually that can do and the thing is they don't just randomly start to do it they usually you you're in a playlist like usually i'm in a playlist so the next podcast that plays isn't like if i was listening to a she podcast episode and i'm subscribed to a different show i'd probably go to the other's latest show that's that's how it's set up in my podcatcher yes i guess what i'm i'm wondering too or what i would prefer or would really like is to be able to engage with the live audio 
as I'm engaging in Facebook. I think that would be more helpful for people, meaning I, think that's I don't the have idea. to, like, I don't have to stay on that screen because there's something not as exciting as listening or watching a video and you're not really seeing anything. It's like audio, right? So to be able to go back and forth from the live screen, meaning the live webcast, um, and being able to interact there versus um, listening to it later. You know, when you're list- if, if it's there and you can listen to it later, to be able to then navigate, answer, go to a group, um, you know, post your stuff, answer other people's comments that are, have nothing to do with that audio, but that audio is still playing in your ears, which you is know, something I do all the time with everything. You- Really? You bring up an interesting point, and that is sometimes for me the beauty of Facebook Live video is that I mute it. I can what? still – well, because a lot of times I'm either on a call or talking to my husband. Mm. I don't want him to know I'm watching a video while we're talking. But like uh, he's such a blessed man, isn't he? Oh, my um, gosh. But so oh I, so it's muted because I can still see what the person wants me to see without having to hear every bit of it. And sometimes they're closed captioned too. So I don't have to actually listen. I can do other stuff. Whereas like with Facebook live audio, yes, I can click to other screens, but I can't do other. St- I'm still going to have everybody around me is going to have to shut the hell up. And or- see, that's my big problem is with media. In general, if other people are talking, I can't consume the media. And But with Facebook audio, I can't. I mean, sorry, shit. With Facebook video, I can. I can still watch people's face. I mean, I'm not watching to hear what they have to say anyway. Let's be honest. I want to see what they're wearing and what they look like. And, you know, like I'm, I'm very rarely wanting to hear what they have to say anyway. Well, so see, I'm totally separate. backwards. I'm completely backwards than you are. I'm constantly, I'm, backwards, but yeah. I'm constantly listening to stuff, you know, and, and um, for the most part, I know how to very quickly stop whatever I'm listening to. If somebody really, really needs to engage with me and I can have a conversation with them, that's fine. But I'm constant, but I am, I am listening all the time to something. Well, and so then similarly, I'm, if I am listening to what the person is saying on the video, I often click away anyway. So what's the point of having the audio there? Well, that that will what I want for that scenario would be for me to be able to consume that audio content while Later. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. No, well, but then be right. able to still continue to listen while I'm in Facebook without having to stop you know, without losing it, because what tends to happen a lot of the time is that the stream, yeah. whatever stream is constantly True. going and I miss, I mean, I, I even miss le- leaving people comments because the thing is moving so fast. <clears throat> or like, what if you're listening on your phone? This is a problem with Facebook video, actually, is that it doesn't stay open if other shit's going on. So like, what if you're listening on your phone? But unlike the podcast app, which will stay happening and you exactly can check the weather, look what at I'm your email, like, when you're done with, I mean, when you close Facebook, you're done. Yep. It's over. You can't leave it live. So that will be a problem too. So it'll be interesting to see if it's useful, I guess. It, the, I, those things to me would render it useful or not useful. Yep. And then also very, this is what I liked about that first article that you were um, mentioning it, that they actually brought up the idea or the the problem of low bandwidth when people are streaming. You know, if somebody's going live, they need to have a strong signal for it to work properly. And with audio, yeah. there's going to be less, less, um, you know, less bandwidth being used 
which will be very useful for me. So somebody like me who is has very low bandwidth accessibility in their everyday life, I would be more apt to step into doing an audio live with people than I would be doing the video, right? Just because of my setup. There's no there's a lot more boundaries for me to do Facebook live video than there is for audio. For a myriad of issues, number 1 being the bandwidth, number 2 being the fact that at this moment I do not have a proper background of any kind. Like there's no, almost no place in my little home right now where I can both get the privacy necessary for me to do a live event um, without it looking like I'm a mom in the middle of my house with all the stuff everywhere and the girls coming in and out. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you have to think about other things like lighting, your background, um, you know, all the setup, um, how close you are to the computer, the way that the camera is, is capturing you and all that. You have so many other things. Whereas right now, the way that we're recording, I'm in basically inside my closet and that's how I record. I was just going to ask you if you're in your house, how do you have the bandwidth to record? Because audio is so much easier. Like I've been, I've been testing all this stuff. It's crazy. The, um, you don't really need that much, uh, bandwidth to do recording for um, like on a Skype recording and stuff like that, you don't need that much. Hmm. I mean, it's not per- perhaps it's not perfect, but it's but it's not a, a make it or break it. Whereas with a video, it, I'm going to freeze and the call is going to drop, you know, or it, you're just not going to get me anymore. So I don't know. I think the audio component seems to be fairly interesting. I'm not seeing it as a podcasting thing. I don't see it as in like, hey, Jess, let's record our show now on Facebook audio live. Like, I don't see it as that. I see it as a possible bonus that we can offer our community for engagement uh, here and there. I think that would be fun. Uh, I'm not sure how I would use it personally. Like, I don't know if I'd be like, okay, Elsie's going to go live to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a while now you know what i mean it just yeah seems kind of weird i think i don't know i mean it's kind of like periscope where you're supposed to remember periscope when you're supposed to um you know have a specific thing that you're teaching or talking about yeah right like we would go live to discuss a thing like one yeah. idea would be to discuss with our group whether or not we use too much personal information at the beginning of every show. Yeah. Why la, don't la, we la. log in that would be, that would be and cool. just say, hey, guys, we'd love to know your, you know, we're live and we want to know your opinion. When we begin <gasps> See, our that show, would be great. That would be great. Yeah. I dig it. I think that that would be something. But again, we come back to the last thing where where it would be so cool it would be for us to be go oh my god you know what you and i both are free at this moment let's go but now i mean according to the way john described it and i think he is correct there might be a problem it would be like okay jess and i are ready hey john <laughs> do you want right, to do we it need john <laughs> do you have right. some time <laughs> so it's like yeah, that's yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no you know it could be that could be an issue and um if it's one of us but it's just the fun of it is both of us the fun is both mm-hmm. that's what's fun and i guess I, I could understand one here and there once in a while it's never fun by yourself no matter what they tell you no no <laughs> and that applies to a lot of things doesn't it yes it does um, but anyway, so that was the biggest news uh, as of this week that I have uh, bumped across. But, um, you know, for this episode, um, we kind of wanted to touch base on a little bit of the best of 2006. 
Um, uh, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) 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 Because that would be really weird because I I don't remember 2006 very well, actually. We didn't know each other. No, we didn't. And we were. You didn't have children. You were childless. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That is crazy. And I wasn't even. I didn't even. I lived in LA. I wasn't a mama, and I didn't even live here. So 2006. Oh my god, that's so. Now we're like on some random tangent. Um, I was podcasting. That was um the first year that I started to podcast. Actually, first year. Um, I was the leg warmer wearing, bicycle riding, yoga teacher that had a podcast. I was designing postcards for people and business cards. I was just becoming a graphic designer and finishing my design degree. Oh, my mom wow. had just passed. Fancy. My mom passed in 2005. So I had just started my business online. Wow. So weird. crazy. Memories. So anyway, so 2016. So I've made a list here, Jess, and of course you can, and they're all just bullet points and we can just go down them. I mean, you said you mentioned Snapchat. I didn't realize how in-depth you got here. Yeah, I got, well, I got, I split some things up. So I split some things up. You really prepared for this part. Dude, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I wanted to have some uh, things to say that was I mean, I have some stuff to, I'll just play off your list. All right. So yeah, and you can keep adding because, you know, so here we go. The best of 2016, <laughs> there's the, you know, the, the headline here is for She Podcast. And this would be She Podcast, the group yes. slash the everything, everything She Podcasts. So one of my favorite things, the best of, was our live sessions, the one-on-one sessions that we did with She Podcasters over at um, Podcast Movement. I loved it so much. That? I cannot wait to do more. And I actually do more. doing it with you in person. You know, that wasn't even <gasps> planned. They were supposed right. to be meet with Elsie in her room, then meet with Jess in her room. And we ended up just like a lot of it. I mean, some for me were like that, but most of it with you was with you. Yeah. And I loved that. That was being really, our, really great. Because I, I got like a fluke suite. And it was like having our own office building for people to come into. It was so fun. It was totally fun. I really, really Let's try really to do that again it. in February. If you're listening to this and you want to do that with us and you're coming to PodFest, let us know. We're going to try and do that in Orlando it was for so, a couple people, right? It was, yeah, it was super, super fun. And that was like mm-hmm. – and it's so great to be able to use – that the, yeah, the energy is completely different. Um, I had it was just lovely. I, I wish I had more time to do that. I would have uh, opened myself up to and receive more week. of that. Me too, b- because I was really busy um, at Podcast Movement. So I, I only had like, okay, if you want to work with me, you can do it at nine a.m. on Tuesday. You know, <laughs> that's it. I know. So Elsie well, was like three people only yeah. for like a whole week's worth of event. I mean, I did a lot. I actually did so many, I barely saw the show, that's the floor. Right. I was not on the floor hardly at all. But um, it was great. I loved it. I Doing loved it live well. in person. I'm going to definitely do more of that because hugging my hugging people is really fun. And being able you to show me on that. Yeah. But also the other thing is like, you know, whenever we're looking at people's websites or they say like, hey, check this out. Or um, what do you think of my website? Or what do you think of this branding? You can immediately go like, ah, no. Or wow, that's looking really great. Yes. And give them like facial response. Yeah. And really quickly, you can give them a solution like with you you're like the master of like all of a sudden what color should i have and then you have like a color palette and fonts and things and here and you're like oh that was great Thanks. oh you witnessed that right <laughs> yeah so there's yeah. that so sure. uh she's a, she's one of those people that like it's like what's jessica when jessica's a little bit too quiet 
It's because she is uh, all of a sudden finding a complete and utter solution for (laughs) everything. So all of a sudden I'm talking and then she goes, here, I I designed your website. You have a new branding. These are your colors. This is the thing. It's like, what? That's what happens. So. so true. She'll notice it's true because she would. Oh, and then I remember there were a few times when, when, because I was doing that, she would just keep talking. Yeah. Until my head popped back up, and it was yeah. like, okay, I'm present now. Here's yeah. what I've done. Yeah. yeah exactly. She completely redid something. So that was insane. It's true because it's funny. I don't announce it. Here, let me do no, this you for you. I just start. Yep. Yeah. And it, or, or I found, yeah, it's like the amount of information that comes out of your mouth, like within like a, a 15 minute time of, of quiet. And I think that that's what it is, Jess. You don't get that at home very often. So your output what, 15 time. minutes of quiet? Yeah. So your output time <laughs> is not quite as succinct. So whenever you're like face to face, it's like, boom. Oh, crap. That was amazing. I know. I feel that working with me in person for people may be overwhelming for that reason. <laughs> because, like, because. It's like the fiery energy. In fact, I almost, it's funny because I'm reliving it now. And along with how much fun this was, throughout the entire week, there was a level of panic that I was dealing with that was not normal. Mm. Um, Because my daughter was missing the entire time. Oh my God, I forgot about that. I almost forgot about it too. But then when we started talking about this, I saw myself in the room. And I could still feel it in my stomach, that like worry of her, even as we were working with people, like there was this constant exhaustion, like just emotional exhaustion and worry the entire time. And I, and I, I can still feel it when we're just talking about it. I can still feel it there. But like, um, I don't even remember why I started talking about this. Yeah. So some of the, so some of the disappearance was, it's true. Like I, I, I feel like I overwhelm people because. I, I think people can see in my face and the way that I talk that I want to tell them everything at once. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to. And it's so, yeah, you're hard. right. Like 15 minutes of talking with someone is like it is. It's also because we were alone in the room that I could prepare better. Yeah. So before we had right. clients, Elsie and I would sit down and be like, let's look at her this. What do we tell her about that? We don't do that at home at all. I like text you. If we have the same client, we'll text each other like right before we talk to them. Yeah. And usually it's it's like I see them and I can go like, this is what went down. This is what's going on. And plus we have the Trello board so you can read it, but it's different. Mm. It's different than really, you know, telling you like this, you knowing what we mutually discussed Mm -hmm. or coming together like a, how do you say it? Like a mom and dad Mm -hmm. going together as a united front to talk to their teenage child. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a little bit different. But um, so that was really great. But but speaking of like rebranding, I mean, basically helping people brand, we rebranded. You helped that get that rebrand done this year. I don't we know did when. It in like a week. You did it in like a week because mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, and I don't. I'm gonna rem- do it again for next year. Just I kidding. Think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't remember when you did it. I think you did it in January, which was pretty insane. And, yeah, uh, I tried you- to do it like before the year started. Yeah. And you, I mean, but you had a vision of what it was. And I don't think I understood, like the way that you tried to explain to me, you're like, you know, the stuff with the things and the pictures and the, you just put all the stuff and you could change different. And I was like, what is she talking about? (laughs) And then when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah. And I really do like, um, and, and just as a a quick, uh, I guess tip for you guys, especially if you're working with a team or especially if you're working, um, partners for most of this stuff. Um, choosing fonts 
around your branding that everybody has easy access to yeah. is really important because... Oh, yeah, that's how we chose. Yeah, remember? that's how we chose because a lot of the stuff, you know, via social media, I, I do a lot of the social media posting and the random random things that come up. And I didn't want to be going like, okay, just design another thing for me. You know, I, I didn't want that. So actually, yeah, how we chose the font is I made her open the app she used the most often... And tell me the name of a font that she thought was pretty. And then I looked at it online to see how easy it was to embed in the website. And that's how we chose. Yep. So we, you're if, like, I like this one. And I'm like, done. Okay. And then we need it. And we just had to pick like the pretty font and the, what is the other font called? The Monsterat. one that's. Monsterat is a font that's available in Lead Pages, in Canva. Most yep. Google fonts are like that. So like, um, yeah, we chose one that was just going to be available everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why we chose Monsterat. Mons- Monsterat. Monserat. It's yeah. Monserat. Not Monsterat. Not Monsterat. Mon- <laughs> no. Yes, exactly. Not Monster. No, that's a different thing. Um, but yeah, that was really, really cool. And then we also shifted to using Trello this year uh, as sort of like the container was for that a really lot of this different year? things. We didn't do that before? No, I think it was this year that we started to do our uh, show notes in Trello. Absolutely. Um, definitely this year because we haven't been doing our show notes in Trello since for, for a while, you know, it was this year and definitely for doing, cause we did a lot more client work this year than we did last year. And yes, that was something that we definitely do. useful for that. Yes. Um, not only for us, for Jess and I to work together with clients, but also for, I think for me individually, so that I can reference when I work with people. And to know what we've talked about and to see it laid out this way so that if I have a client that I worked, let's pretend, you know, like I worked with um, somebody in March and then they come back for like a follow up somewhere in September, then I can very easily go back to their board and I can kind of re-educate myself fairly quickly where we left off the conversation, what were the things that we discussed, all of their media properties because part of, of it is that it's going to their website, listening to their stuff, like what was the podcast about, like all that kind of stuff, like where were they? So it's really, it's been really, really good. What I haven't seen it work very well with for us still is possibly like uh, project management. I think that that hasn't quite worked. No, I think it's because we have I, yet to come up with a system yeah. that is in any way... Well, that we'll both use. That we'll both use. And I think I that's use the key. Asana with, with, for the agency now. Uh-huh. I've switched to Asana. Um, I, I still don't consistently use it, though. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I'm not sure I, I have found for myself either. Because it doesn't matter. There's a lot of systems out there that are amazing. And mm. I've given a shot to a lot of them. And, and, the, and really, it just comes down to using it. And I think that... I never uh, do. Back to yeah, I never do either, and that's I the will hard part. use. A, I will use a CRM. So I'm I've started using Streak for Gmail, uh-huh. and man, is it amazing! And it helps me keep my. It really. I've been trying to use a separate CRM to keep track of like sales pipelines and who's, you know, on track for ad campaigns and podcasters that want to sign with me. I've tried using every single one, and right now I like Streak with Gmail. It's really good. But I mean, I've used every single one. And within that, I've tried to marry a project management system to every single one. So Basecamp and Asana, and there's one other called ProsperWorks, but it has no project management. Basically everything. And I, I have 
I will not use it. It's like I can't. It's like I can't use it. Hmm. And I don't know why. I mean, I use a to-do list called Todoist, and that's not even hooked up to a. I can't even use Asana for tasks. I think it's. I think you're right. There's got to be a system that works with the way that we with the things that we use, and I think that that's. That's the issue. And I, you know, and I've, I mean, I'm going to talk about this, I think a little bit more with my personal stuff, but the bullet journaling really helps me, but that does not help people that work with me. And that also doesn't, I can't share that with you or see it. No, exactly. And the other thing that I found that it's, it's really great for reference. Like for me, bullet journaling has been incredible for reference. But the problem with that is that once you are referencing it, you go, oh, yeah, the information's in your head, but you don't have the ability to do copy paste, right? So then you have to then go like, okay, then I'm going to have to retype all the stuff because I don't have it anywhere else. So if there was a dream thing, it would be if I could write it down. I guess an iPad Pro might do that for me. Who knows? But anyway, that's Mm -hmm. just thinking way outside the box there. But um. Yeah, so we're still on the prowl for that. Now, the, our group is our next thing. The group is huge, and they're the best thing ever. Our She Podcast Facebook group is amazing. Um, um, love them. Awesome. Are you there? <laughs> I guess they're okay. You don't like the group? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one of the things that shifted a lot this year is that you are mostly in the group, That's not true. me. Well, that's because you're busy doing your stuff. Well, and that wasn't on purpose, but I know that I'm not as present in there as I could be or would like to be. Or maybe even, you know, I also have noticed that as it grows and progresses, uh, people ask similar questions or have similar problems that I I don't have the patience to respond, which is not good. Well, no, it's not but, that. It, that's, I don't think. I disagree. I disagree. It's I not see those, my skill set. Right. No, but I, I disagree with you um, putting that on you that you have to do it. I don't think so. I mean, I see those same questions come up too. And now I'm just like, somebody else can handle that. Because I don't, <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of the group, supporting each other, that they yes. have the opportunity to do that. Our skills, of course. I will step in whenever my skill set does come up. That's when I will step in. And really, in Truly, um, I think if I would have, if I could have like uh, a job job where I would get a, like a, a prop, proper pay, you know, it would be via Patreon to come mm-hmm. all the way down to pay me to admin the group properly. So that it would be not only would it be like admin work where it's just like, you know, letting people in because that's annoying for me. That's mm-hmm. the most annoying part. But, you know, letting oh, people I in. Oh, I do that part. Yeah, Oh, you no do. wonder. Yeah. I, I, no yeah, wonder there's 50 people to add yesterday. Because I, I do that, that part. Crap. You know why? Because well, every... I have to research each exactly. person. Exactly. That's why. Because you have to sit there. I mean, I do it quickly like, now. Now I have a way of doing it quickly. I can search out spam. I, I am like a private investigator. I can search out spam like nobody's business in a group membership like I can guess just by looking at the profile whether or not they're going to be a spamster, but um, yeah, it's the other part. Does any and then, and a lot of the questions in the group are technical, but I will say that like I noticed my absence when you were when you were. Um, this is not a jealousy because I don't want to be in your position. I don't begrudge you anything. In fact, if you ask our editor john we were doing like a would you rather the other day now i'm getting off track we were doing a would you rather the other day um whether you would 
would you rather win 50,000 or have your best friend win 500? And I was like, if it was Elsie, I'd give her the 500. I, I wouldn't so want the 50,000 for. It's true. So I so don't think that I begrudge you anything. But you were so Elsie was featured in Forbes this week and it's and it was asking the person was writing about podcast mentors and I just thought it was so obvious the way she was like Elsie Escobar, one half of the she podcast <laughs> group and I was like, "Ouch. Way to well, specifically I, leave me out. Thanks." Well, but I mean, I know she didn't mean it that way, but you are more of a mentor you are more of a mama in that group you do give not just advice but uh it's okay to do what you want to do feel I mean, that's the whole point of our that's the whole point of our group and i know i helped facilitate that and that i believe it and that when i coach i believe that also i don't put that out in the group as much as you and once i saw that written i was like maybe i should be in that group a little more <laughs> Well, it's that's all. It just made me feel like, am I that absent? Maybe I am. Well, I don't think, but I would like to be less absent. Yeah, I don't think that it's. um, I'm actually. I mean, I know that I do show up once in a while. I just can't. I cannot. It's a compulsion. I cannot help. I cannot stop. Especially when somebody has a problem. If somebody has a problem that's very that that like sort of like sparks something in me where I'm like I do not. And usually it's I don't want them to get the wrong answer. That's like one of the biggest drivers of me. I agree. Um, Because there are times when there's a lot of information that we share with our, you know, with our clients. And I, I, I am incredibly generous and I really, really love to help podcasters. And there are times when I do feel that our community can help this person. Like, I don't feel like I'm the only one that has the answers. Like, that's not how I feel. I feel for the most part saying they will be taken care of. Like, I, I have that sense. But there are times yes, when somebody totally. has a question where I'm like, I really don't want them to get the wrong answer because this this specific question here gets tons of misleading information. Wrong answer. So I need to get yeah. the nip nip that in the bud right now. You know, so I, I will step into that one right away. But most of the time, there's times where I'm just like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with that. And now, whenever I do have a course that's around something, I'm like, here's my course. Like I. <laughs> You can, I'm not going to sit here and describe, like, especially when somebody comes in that's new and goes, hey, I'm trying to do a show and I want to have interviews. How do you do that? What software <laughs> do you use? And I'm always like, holy crap, you know? And so know. that's when I want to go in and I wish that I had, I, I, like, I wish I had an autoresponder like this is, you know, I, I think I'm going to write that down. But anyway, yeah, you can disc- you can tell somebody. But at the same time, I'm like, I have a course on that. It's super cheap. Just do it. <laughs> it's free, as a matter of fact. Uh, it is not free. Not, Our no, course but, is not free, but the we have an inch. I mean, if it was that question. No, the Skype, what I'm talking about is my Skype course. This, the recording. Oh. The recording. I thought you were talking about like, oh, oh, what do I use to record? Yeah. I when somebody's you, like, yeah. how do I record interviews? Like, what's the software that you use? <laughs> yes. Elsie's like, course is not free. Crap. No, you're right. So not. then that one was what I'm saying. It's like I have a Skype, a simple, you know, a simple guide for recording Skype. It's very inexpensive. Um, mm-hmm. So just get that. You'll get so much more information than you have ever wanted to about all kinds of things. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's when I anyway. But but anyway, there's that. Uh, but I do see that management of that that um, group needs to be uh, a priority. And um I can see that in my future because I really, I do enjoy it. I mean, I really like, I love it. So, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking now that we're reflecting 
that I would like to pop back in there a little more. Uh, yeah. So what else? So what um, else? We have John. So the we have John. John and and his and commitment had John, to the sound yeah. of who we are. You, you know, he's invested in how we sound, and he has invested in crafting a proper show with you and I. He's been um, instrumental in doing that kind of stuff for us. John Buchanan, who is our audio editor that you heard at the beginning of the show here and there where he comes in. He has really facilitated um, us taking the sound of our show up a notch and having it actually sound like it's a show. <laughs> so, and I am incredibly excited about that, which leads me to the next thing which we started to do, which is segments. And they naturally arose from things that we were covering, um, things that we thought would yes, be really awesome. Yes, we never awesome. had segments before. We didn't have I that. really like our segments. I like them too. It kind of keeps us organized and it's fun. And it, Because there's something about us <clears throat> listening to us banter back and forth for a while and then having like this random like... In the yeah, middle. <laughs> you need a jingle in the it middle. It's it, important. It I agree. It breaks it up a little. I like it. Um, I do too. Being featured on Entrepreneur and on Forbes, that was really good. That was awesome. That was super awesome. We've been featured on some other places too. We did. I don't remember off the top of my head. But we were on, you know, you had interviews on places. I had interviews on places. We were on the podcast producers. We were. That was fun. Together. Was it last year? Wait. Was that last year or two years ago? I think it was two years ago that we were on Mac TV. Yeah, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. That was like during NMX when it was a thing. Yeah. When I was back in the day. For five minutes. Back in the day. For five minutes. All five minutes I was skinny. Um, back in the um, day. And you got to go to, you got accepted to um, go to work, work it, it. But then you went W-N-Y-C. because you are awesome. And, and that was fun for mm-hmm. you. That was like, you got a chance to meet some people and to recognize what we need to be doing and what we don't need to be doing. Yes. I well, I, I enjoyed it because it solidified my outlook that they're two different animals. I really went worried that we were missing something that they were doing or that we were, and no, we're not. We're doing all the same shit. They just do it on a different level because they're doing it professionally in a studio with eight to 10 people on a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to be so coming was, up very, that was a very good soon experience. here. That was really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. celebrated our 100th episode and we have the first takeover of the show. Dave Jackson and John McKinnis came up. That was awesome. Yes. Thank you guys for that. that Wait, was we've recorded face to face before. No, we have. But we were drunk the first time. Oh, you're and right. And in Vegas. We were drunken in Vegas. Yeah, the next thing she has is we got to record face to face. That was awesome. That is one of my favorite episodes we recorded because we were pissing ourselves laughing. Yeah. Because it's hard to talk <laughs> to you and look at you. And which I didn't know. Because my and also the microphone was right in between us. So you had to lean in <laughs> when you wanted to, to talk. In. So it's like we had two okay. inches between our mouths. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most awkward way I've ever recorded with anyone, much less you. (laughs) Weirdly intimate. I know. We're like like leaning in to talk to one another. If we dare make eye contact, we won't be able to get through it. We're going to have to talk like this. We have to put our eyes. <laughs> well, anyway, hi, people. Hi, Jess. Hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so funny because it's like the one time that like you <laughs> want to record with someone. We have to lean in closer to the person. And so I have to like look away so I don't laugh. <laughs> it's my not work. Yes, like if we <laughs> lean in, it's like we're every time we lean in, it's like we're gonna kiss the, each other. It's very weird. <laughs> we're like oh. seesawing towards one another. <laughs> like we're on a playground. It's so bizarre. Oh, all right. So we are in a hotel room on Jessica's bed, and we're gonna do a little recap of. Uh, what went down here at Podcast Movement and stuff. <laughs> that was very articulate. Who, t- yes. who talks to each other that way? And if, God forbid, we both had something to say at the same time, oh. we could have bonked heads. Yes, it was we ridiculous. We could so barely funny. start that I wish show. we could have Snapchatted ourselves doing that. That yeah. was very funny. That was hilarious. And uh, that was super, super fun and hilarious. Yes, it was. Do you want to skip to the um, personal stuff before we go to industry? Because we can end with industry and then go on to what's happening next year. Okay. All right. So some of the personal stuff want. that I'm super stoked about, that we have a new house um, with central yes. air conditioning and central heating. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. No having yep. to go out and pick your and wood. And a couch. And a couch. I didn't have Wait, a couch Wait, you used before. to have to go out and pick your wood? Yeah. We didn't have central heating, so Randy had a rocket like every stove day? whenever it was cold. Yeah. Um, but if we had, um, you know, he built a rocket stove. You guys Google that. Rocket stove. He built <laughs> a rocket right stove. And, and so then he had to go out whenever it was going to be super, super cold. He had to go out and, and basically oh my God. get the wood. He built this thing? He built the rocket stove. Yeah. Oh, from like these oh barrels. God. And he spent all this time doing it because of, and he, and of course he had like all of the information about why that rocket, the rocket stoves are the best for heating things up and con- and heat conduction and all the stuff. And so he had to go out and get the wood. And then whenever it was really super cold, I literally had to sit downstairs and like stick, stick the wood inside the stove the whole day. I hate the idea of that so much. It's crazy. Everything about that, what you just said, I hate. (laughs) I just like the heat. So wait, so you have central heat now. So you're warm now. So yes, we have central heat. We can, um, I can just turn it on if it's cold. (laughs) What do you have it set to? Uh, I like to turn it off a lot. Like today, I just, it's off. Um, because well, I, you're southern for me. Yes, and actually, it is fairly decent. It's about it's going to be almost sixty today, which is very weird in December. Mm. Um, and so I don't think we really need to have the heat. Uh, at night, just to heat it up, I put it up to seventy just to heat up the place, and then I turn it down to fifty-five because I cannot That's stand. Low. I cannot God stand. Damn. I am so hot in the night because it's, we have, I mean, we are too, but our, I mean, when we have it at 62 here or 60, it's cold. It's cold. Um, right now outside it's 43, but Scott and I can't seem to get the inside of our house together. Like when I'm home during the day and no one else is here for the longest time, it was set to be 66, but then I find that my feet are cold. So I put it up to like 68. Then I go upstairs for bed and it's so hot up there. You want to die. And so then I have to turn it down to like 65 or 62 and then I'm freezing by the time I go to bed. It's like, I can't get it right. I can't get one temperature right. And it's very annoying. I think that's why I end up putting so many clothes on because I'd rather regulate my own body than everybody else. Because, my little girl today, like, so I'm wearing sweats. I'm wearing your shoes, the Uggs that you sent me. That's so sweet. And I have a long sleeve shirt and I have a sweatshirt. And my Maymay is wearing pants and a tank top. 
And no socks. What the hell? Right. What? And she's not cold. And I'm like, dude, well, and, you need to. And- she is. Both of the children are insanely. They do not dress appropriately, especially the I mean, little. I Isaac one. will walk around in his diaper Holy too. Crap, if it's his choice. So they don't even care. She's, they don't she even sleeps care. naked. She sleeps naked. And and I'm like, are you not freezing? Are you not cold, nope. little girl? This is insane. I guess she's not. She's not. She gets so upset whenever she. And this is the crazy. This is the craziest part. She puts her pajamas on every night. Go put your pajamas on. Go put your pajamas on. Go put your pajamas. It's a fight. She puts her pajamas on. Within 15, like, so then we read a book. We read a book, right, to settle down everything. So after the book is, is, you know, read, lights are off, all the stuff, all of a sudden she takes all her clothes off because they're annoying (laughs) her. When she goes in the bed, she can't stand that the pants ride up. You know, when you put your legs. I mean, I get it. She can't stand that. So she has to. And then she's like, Mom, I'll have a wedgie. I'm like, you're not wearing panties. How could you have a wedgie Uh right now? And so she can't stand it. She can't stand it. So she ends up naked. And yet, this little girl does not have her own bed. No. She sleeps naked with Hunter and you. Yeah. So then that's why, probably. That's not annoying. Because it's like, you know. And she doesn't even cuddle. Like, she doesn't even cuddle. Like, it's not like she's using me for heat. So. Oh, my God. She's just a crazy She's person. like a little fireball She's a little fireball own. on her own. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> it's amazing. Um, anyway. Uh, so the girls, yeah, what else? the girls are fairly independent. They are, I don't have to shove anybody's boobs in anybody's mouth. I mean, that's been gone for a while, but you know. Still felt like it wasn't. uh, uh, For now, like, uh, as you have gotten pictures of me finished recording, and then I'll take a picture of what has happened in the living room. So they generally destroy the living room while I'm doing this. Not in a bad way, in a very normal girl way. They play with their toys and they create chaos. Um, so, but they are like Hunter came in right now and she just basically looked at me and she asked very quietly, can we watch a movie? And I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was it, you know? So they're fairly independent. Um, how do they watch movies? You don't have a streaming, right? No, we don't. They have, we have a DVD, so they'll go pick a movie and we go to the library and grab learning movies and things like that. What's their favorite movie? I don't know. They, they go from movie to movie. We watch so many different things. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, so they, they choose all kinds of stuff. And um, and also we have proper homeschooling support and schedule. So we do our homeschooling stuff here, but we do a lot of support when we go into town. And when we go into town, the girls go to class, and I'm right there with Daddy, and we have time to, to work and stuff. So that's really great. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's so different than last year. You're right. It's super much last more Last year calm. you were wiping asses. I was wiping, yeah. I'm still, right now, I'm still I'm still doing it. May May's still learning to, to wipe her own butt. She's yeah, like, well, she's she, now four. she's specific. She goes, Mama, Mama, can you come take a look? Tell me if I got the top part. <laughs> you need to do an assessment. Exactly. Ass assessment. <laughs> exactly. It's different than wiping. Yes, it is. Um, and bullet journaling was still huge, dude. I mean, for me, it was this, this, that was perhaps the biggest thing for me this year was bullet journaling. That was like the best of 2016 for everything for me. That was for productivity, organization, um, to let go of my brain a little bit, to engage outside of technology, to sort of like bring me back to center, to feel like um, I have things that I've done because a lot of the time um, bullet journaling is about um, rapid logging. That is sort of like one of the main definitions of it. So it's sort of like a, a running log of what has happened this year. And it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. Because I can see it in my face. Um, so in your face. I can see it in my face. 
So it's been really life-changing for me. It really, truly has. I think the biggest thing is having a, an actual house. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you yeah. had a house, yes. but it wasn't a real house. No, and it wasn't. was like camping. And then you were like, I don't want to stay in this house, but we don't have a new house to go to yet. So I'm not sure about where to live. And then you found a great house. And yeah. it's not far from where you're your cabin was which is awesome yep and it's still it's it's awesome our, the goats are back are here and everything so that's amazing what about the cats the cats are happy the cats are mellow they're so mellow they really enjoy it being here too good so and then randy's almost done with the tiny house already like i don't know if you saw pictures of the other place we we're living he was putting the tiny house up and um He's almost put it up here, He's too. still building that. Yeah, well, he took it down from oh, the really? other place, and he brought it over here, and oh, he put your it up t- here. Oh, your tiny house studio, you mean? Yeah. Your studio. So he almost has oh, that done. Oh, he's still been building. That's so nice. Yeah, he's almost done with it, actually. The only thing is that oh I think God. we're missing is a roof. I think we... He doesn't have a roof. Right now, it's that just covered. That is important. But everything else... No. <laughs> yeah. No roof. And sadly, one of the things that, you know, this year that I'm still trying... I'm fighting with is that we still have no Wi-Fi in this place. Let's not even discuss it. Yeah. But yes, but actually, you know what? There's an article that but I I'd put rather here. honestly, I'd rather have a couch than Wi-Fi. I'm not. I'd lie. rather have this house than Wi-Fi, to be honest. But but check out this article That's that I mean, found yeah. from Ars Technica. I'm actually going to put it in the show notes in case you guys um, have any. Uh, Thoughts about this internet well, nightmare. AT and T tells DSL to your neighbors, but not you. Exactly. Is this your life right this now? This is my life right now. And so this is not. This is actually a thing. Like it's not like all of a sudden OLC is in some random place in the world where there is no. No, it's this is like it's the most frustrating. That article basically describes my conversations with AT and T that I've had. So at least neighbors twice- had it. They yeah, move neighbors out, do have you move it. in, but they say they're at capacity. No, no, no. Neighbors have it right now. They, they This hasn't been a place that has had it in the past. So, it, But it doesn't really matter because even if somebody had had it in the past here in this house and then they close their account, then you can come to the insane and say, and say, hey, we're all set up. All you have to do is turn it on and be like, sorry. But in the article, the guy was in a house that actually had it. I know. But this is and exactly they, they what they tell you. they won't sell it to him. Yep, exactly. They won't sell it. And then here's the other thing. They own, they own it. They own the blinds. So you can't go to another provider and say, can you provide DSL for me? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's very annoying. And it's like one of those things where, it's, where it literally is, well, the people next to us and stuff and that. That's so frustrating. It's super frustrating. And it's I would not, be super angry. And I have to say that it's not just me and it's not just AT&T. In fact, there were all, the reason that I came into this specific article was based on this other guy who had um, bought a plot of land um, a little bit outside of the city where he lived. And, and again, it wasn't in the boonies. It's not somewhere where it's like, you know, ooh, we're super, super removed. It was slightly outside of the city. He bought a plot of land, and immediately when he bought the plot of land, he started to search out for um, internet providers because he his his job was online, right? He is a designer. Mm-hmm. He needed to be online. So he came into contact with, I believe, Charter was the person who was the provider or whatever, and they said, like, can you provide internet for me? I'm going to set this up so that, you know, I'm going to build my house here. So they said, yes, we can. He, he went back and forth with them a few times to make sure that they could do it over and over and over and over again. Two years later, his house was done. Two years later, he was ready to do the thing. And then they, they were like, oh, sorry. Yeah, we can't. 
I know it's ridiculous. This makes me so angry. Yeah, and then he was just like, "Excuse," I mean, it, he was so pissed off. And then he said, and he had a picture on Instagram of his plight, and it was like the first time, the first one of the first pieces of mail he got was from Charter saying, "Welcome to the neighborhood. Go ahead and open uh, your account." <laughs> so. What about Comcast? You guys don't have Comcast there. We don't have any cable. We can't get any cable. Crazy. I know. So it's like, hmm. it's just crazy because it's, I, I'm telling you, we are not in the boonies. In fact, I can walk in two minutes and be on a highway. Like, I, it's, we're that close to the street. Do you want to hear something funny? Is that every time you say we don't have cable, we don't have it here, my first instinct is to go on Amazon and send you some cable. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's dumb. And then in my head, I go, wait, it doesn't work that way. I can't do that. It's just, but it feels like so the world is so easy. Like, well, I'll get to my stuff in a minute, but like um, the world has become so easy to manipulate for me in a lot of ways that I want to be able to just send you here. I'll just send you cable here. I'll send you yeah. some Wi-Fi. I'll buy it on yeah. Amazon. It'll be there tomorrow. And you know what? I mean, something for you guys to think about now bringing it kind of sort of back to podcasting and stuff. In fact, I was just listening to another an episode of Mac Power Users and they were discussing Sierra. Uh, the new uh, Mac OS, Sierra. And um, I haven't updated because it has a couple of little things there that I'm not too happy with, with the way that um, Apple has decided to do things for me now that I, I, it does not work with my life. One of them being the fact that they will do this sort of like automatic storage optimization thing where they will sort of remove, because everything's being synced to iCloud by default in so to speak, if you turn this on, so you still right. have to turn it on. It's not like automatic. But they have done this thing now where larger files are going to be removed from the storage, from, from I'm sorry, from the computer and kind of put in your I- iCloud account because they are let, wanting you to have enough space in your computer, which makes sense. And I could understand why this would be important, especially if you have a little MacBook Air like I do that doesn't have that much hardware. I mean, sorry, um, uh, memory inside of the of my hard drive. And so I get that. But the problem is that once you remove it, you then have to download those files if you need them. And I can't do that. And no, it means can't. that it's automatically no, and it's automatically being up uploading maybe and see that especially with the kind of work that I do for like for the feed, you know, when I'm reco- when I'm um doing stuff on GarageBand. The GarageBand files are gigantic. And then I have like, you know, an AIFF track from Rob. I have a big track for myself. I have all of the WAV files that I have from audio feedback. I put all of that together. So by the time I'm done with an episode of that specific show, it's upwards of five gigs or more of all kinds of stuff in there. And depending upon the, you know, the show and whatnot. And usually I will remove the majority of those because I don't really need to keep that. So it's for the moment that I have that data. It's not important enough for me to back it all up. So mm-hmm. it's just annoying that I don't have a choice in that matter and that Apple is designing products right now and services and workflows that are designed with the idea that everyone has the fastest internet in the world. And that's not the mm. case for a lot of us. And even if you want to update your operating system, there's no way in the world I could update my operating system right now, even if I were totally into it. Because where would I download? Where where could I go to sit down and just let the computer do its thing and be there yep. for that long? You know, sometimes I think about your Wi-Fi situation and how you don't have any Wi-Fi. 
and it's often because I've forgotten that you have this problem and I'm reminded and then I'm annoyed <laughs> that I have to think about your Wi-Fi because you're the only person I know that has this problem and issue. And that everyone else on the planet just takes Wi-Fi for granted and does what they want with it and goes about their business. You're the only person that has to struggle with the Wi-Fi thing. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, man. But mind you, you don't really ask people about their Wi-Fi, though. I mean, it's no, not a conversation that comes up. assume they can get it. Exactly. But, but I have a feeling that if you did ask them, you'd, you'd see that there's a little bit of a difference with, with people, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, different socioeconomic places, um, infrastructure, uh, the, you know. And, and it was very nice to hear in Mac Power users that they brought this up, that there are some people who don't ha- – that it's just not a thing. It's not – you pay a lot of money for a little bit of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of it versus – and then there's people, you know, that are in the city which have the option of a lot of unlimited stuff for very inexpensive because the infrastructure is there. Ugh. So I get it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh. Anyway, what about you, love? Well, no more nanny. The schmoo has gone to school. Then the schmoo. Yep. So we have said goodbye to the schmoo. He still cries sometimes when I drop him off, but he goes to school every day and he's learning and his vocabulary has like quadrupled and he knows all his colors and he can count to 10, although he skips most of the middle numbers. Um, And he says, let's go. And he says, Isaac's phone. And he just has blossomed so much. Um, It's been amazing. Um, Emily is away. She she um, relapsed in the spring. So she was home last year. She came. She was away most of last year, too, actually came home at the end of the year. And I thought 2017, she was going to be home and working here and going to school. None of that happened. because She relapsed around April and then um, had to go away again. But she's been sober five and a half months, which is amazing. Um, Scott was sick at the beginning of last year with lung issues. And then he got better for a little while. Now he's sick again. It's not exactly the same, but it's close. It's kind of like the breathing issues it's frustrating it's really frustrating us both because yeah i i have another friend slash client who um having a similar situation with her husband where he had a bad back and it got better and now it's worse and it's like we both are have ptsd from the last time he was sick and it's kind of true we're both scarred from last winter and not being able to go out or do anything together all winter and it's like he was okay until about three or four weeks ago and then he was preparing to go to Colorado. He was cleared to go and he got sick when he was there. Something called altitude sickness. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Colorado, sim- Cause there's not that much oxygen in Colorado. Dude. Air. Yeah. Right. And it just made him really sick. So now he's back and he's like on steroids and antibiotics and trying to sweat out an infection and just God knows what else. So even though it's only been like two weeks that he's been sick, I'm just like, am I going to have to deal with this all winter again? Like it's scary. Um, anyway, so um, in brighter news, those are not, those are actually some, I mean, him going to school has been amazing for me, for my business. I can finally focus on it. So I have a new business, an agency, I have new clients. Um, I immediately started drowning with work, which is great. Everything else started taking a back seat, which is why I haven't been in the group a lot, but we've been asked to represent networks like Noodle MX mm. and some other networks that I'm excited about which are still in the works. And I was asked to speak at blog her, which I was really excited yeah, about awesome. while we were at podcast movement. We were asked to do this thing at Podfest, which was really exciting. So I love when you and I are asked to do events together. That's so fun. And I was asked to do another event in New York that I haven't even told you about yet. Cause we haven't had time. 
um, but sort of like an a live how to podcast event oh, in New York love, City. Love. Good, good, yeah, good. So I don't you. know when you and I would be. No, it's for it's what? for both of us, really. Oh, yeah, like, it's oh, for good you and for I. You. <laughs> no, for you and I to do because there are parts of that that you don't that I don't do as well as you, and I would like to have you do it, but I just haven't had the chance to. I just we haven't had a chance to talk about it. But anyway, we were asked to do another thing if we want to in NYC um, next year. And then also, um, I had eight to 10 speaking gigs this year. I was at work it. I didn't speak, though. But I did speak there at She Leads. And I spoke at PodFest last year. And we spoke at Podcast Movement. And I went to blog her. And I was in Minneapolis in April. And I feel like there was more. But I oh, Philadelphia in June. There was a lot of speaking going on last year. Good. That's what you wanted. It was really fun. You wanted and that. And this year... I was also asked to speak at Social Media Marketing World next year about brands and av- podcasting. Awesome. I'm so excited to do that. I've never been to Social Media Marketing World. I'm so excited because when I very first started social media training, I was learning from a lot of the people that I was hoping to meet at NMX. And then by the time we got to, I got to NMX to meet them, they were already at Social Media Marketing World. They were over NMX. So I'll finally get to meet like Mari Smith and like Jay Bayer and like all these other people that I've been learning from for years and years and years. That's awesome. So I'm really excited. And then also for the first time, I have consistent, reliable help for the agency that happened this year, which took a long time. Um, But I do have people helping me. I don't know how long they're going to last. But for now, I have help, which is cool. And what else? I chopped all my hair off again. It's the biggest regret of the year, I think, out of all the bad things that happened this year. A mohawk was the probably the least good idea I could have ever had. Why did I do that? I mean, it was so great when I first did it. And now that I'm growing it in, I just want to wear a bag over my head every single day. This is the most painful process ever. Why, God? Yesterday I went out and bought another two wigs. I hate them both. And extensions, which I'm going to try and glue to the clips today. So that I can sort of fake having the curls I used to have before I did this mess to myself. Yup. Hair. Yeah. Hair is an issue for me this year. So this next year, before we go on to the industry for 2016. 17. Oh, 16. That's right. 16. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. So this year was the year of... Well, first of all, just it was a shit show for everyone in 2016. I see memes all over the place about how terrible it was for 2016. I mean, terrible year for most of the people that I know. So um, if you are included in that, New Year's Eve, what we should all do instead of ringing in the new year is just say, piss off to the old year. <laughs> Woo! Um, so yeah, um, okay. Let's, could we get to, well, let's do some random stuff and then the industry. So like some stuff that we engaged in this year, which was funny, was like, you got really into Snapchat. I did. And I, totally I tried did. so hard. I still look at Snapchat, but I don't really engage on it myself that much. Yeah. You were like dedicated so every day. And then what happened? What happened? Uh, what happened? <clears throat> well, we had a, <laughs> unfortunately we moved. You know, that oh, was that, that was one of the biggest things. Yes. And so it was like all I was really into it. That was right around the time. And then we actually left the cabin, the mountain in June. And then when we left in June, um, I had started to have a love hate relationship with Snapchat. And it was really more yeah. that, I, that I had really? started to really I know, really like for a second. Um, 
no, I mean, no, I was actually being sincere, but yeah. you're right. It's like, were, were you? I, were, I might not. <laughs> I was. As Emily would say, did you? Did you? But it was, it yeah. was, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not sure. I was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do in Snapchat. I saw the possibilities. I was going to recommit. And then we left the mountain and then we went to Pittsburgh and there was so much stuff that was up in the air. Well, and then you went to Chicago. And then we went to Chicago, come back to Pittsburgh. Then we didn't have a house. Then it was a thing. Then I yeah, didn't have bandwidth. I'm sorry, what? Then you were gone all summer. Then I was, yeah, I was gone all summer. And so it was one of those things where putting content on Snapchat didn't really seem like I had other things to deal with. I didn't really want to be part of social media like that, to be thinking of strategies and new ways to engage. And the other thing that I found is that it is a time hog and I did not want to, I don't want to waste my time that way. I did not want to be watching people's stories, um, which is part of the deal. You have to connect, right? And I didn't want to be putting myself out there uh, because why? I just didn't want to. And then when I finally was thinking like, well, this would be kind of neat to do a little bit of snapping here and there, I have no access. So the bandwidth that I now have, I'm not going to be using it to Snapchat. Like that's the lamest use of bandwidth ever. Again, it's sort of like you have a certain limited amount of resources. I'm going to use them properly. So I would rather engage with the community and in, in, in the group on Facebook or even just be present in Facebook to see how things are going there already. And it, it picks up less bandwidth than opening up Snapchat. It's a really you know, heavy the, the thing. thing. With Snapchat and the people that are really successful on Snapchat, the one thing I've noticed is that you have to make it your whole life. Like, and I love, I'm going to use an example. Sue Zimmerman is a great example because she's also the Instagram queen, mm-hmm. but, and I, and she's gotten really into Snapchat and I, and I spoke with her in Minneapolis and I'm telling you, I didn't get to talk to her for five minutes in a row without her needing to snap it. And so it was like, it becomes, and I'm not saying this is good or bad. What I'm saying is the people who are successful on Snapchat, make every moment of their day a possible snap moment. And you have to consistently think of snapping your entire existence that way, or you're not being engaging enough, or you're not giving them, you know, like when I saw, um, when I was in Blogger and Kim Kardashian, oh, this is such a story too, right? For about Snapchat. Um, <clears throat> I saw Kim Kardashian speak and she was asked the question, how much of your life is on social media and Snapchat. And she said 80%. 80% wow. of your life wow. is on Snapchat. Think about what you do from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. And imagine only two hours aren't recorded. It's basically pooping and having sex. Everything, I mean, especially if you're Kim Kardashian, right? Everything else is on. That's insane because you know how boring, like it'd be so boring. Like I couldn't even do that. And that's, I think, you know, that's well, the pressure. Well, her life's not that boring. Well, her life is not but that yes, boring. But yes, that's totally. the pressure but, of it. But I mean, but absolutely. like the people who are doing that, like Sue and Joel Kahn and other people who yeah. are Snapchat yeah. heroes. Totally. Yes. I mean, there's so, how do you think up something new to say every day? I don't have that much interesting Neither shit to say. do I. And certainly not that I can say out loud. No. And then, <laughs> and when the thing is too, it's like you have to really, really, you can't really come up with like that vision thing by sometimes. Well, actually, you know what? We talk, I, I talk about this in, in my voice course that is yet to be put out. I talk about this a lot. You know, are you a person that, um, you know, thinks to talk or are you a person that talks to think? And I think a lot of people, 
that are doing Snapchat or a lot of social media people, they really like to talk to think. Like that's how they they figure out their stuff. They figure it out by getting behind a microphone, getting behind a screen, doing the stuff. I'm not that person. I need to think to talk. So then I have to sit back and kind of like mull over the ideas, really see where how the pieces come together. Then I get behind the microphone and I pound it in your head, right? That's a whole other thing rather than me just coming up. And, and I think that you're different though, Jess, because you really are. A t- you're very talented at talking to thinking. You're very talented at being able to be on the spot and get, and gathering your words and they come out and they make sense. Whereas with me, I have a hard time finding words a lot of the time. They don't come out of my mouth or I I listen to myself sometimes and I'm like, well, that sentence didn't make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) It's funny because when I very first was podcasting with you, I was talking to Erica Learmark on a regular basis and I had... I remember we were discussing one of the things and I was like, and I didn't understand what she was saying. And and, El- and Erica was like, that's okay. I speak Elsie. I know. <laughs> because I'm I wonder, you. And I wonder if other people who listen think it's another language or if they've just gotten used <laughs> to it as well. Because like I almost never feel that way anymore. Right. But at first I was like there and there are certain subjects also where I'm just like, I hope what she's saying is going to make sense to me. <laughs> No, dude, I'm telling you, right. there's a lot of to crap. speak ratio it's is not difficult. Good. It's very difficult. difficult. Absolutely. So I have yeah. to get, because I don't make sense <laughs> and a lot of the time. And, and this is a thing. You know, Randy sometimes is like, he'll tell his his daughters, like our daughters. He's like, yeah, mama. Yeah, that's what mama says sometimes. But yeah, yeah. that's it's because, yeah. And and I know that about myself. Yeah. And I, I've, I have to work very hard at it. And I still don't, like, I don't, there's times even when I listen to me teaching you know, classes where I have this like incredible opening and it builds and there's a, there's a complete and utter through line and period of a thought like that Mm -hmm. lands. And then I start a sentence that is completely, it's gorgeous. And then at the end, it's like, what falls to shit? Yeah. (laughs) Like there is no conclusion. It's like, it's like I picked the most random words that came into my brain and I just said, and then the missile landed and it was over. And then I mul- and then I go that, that I can't believe I just said that. And then I and then I mumble. Why do so you that, think you do that? Do you I, think it's because you're feeling something and the words don't match the feelings or do you think it's because I mean is it it's not the English is it can't be ESL, right? I think it there's a little bit of that and the other part is that I I, I think that Do you think in Spanish? No, no, no. I think that the feelings come okay. first. So I think yeah, that's speaking what I think is, is a too. second language to me. That's what I think yeah. too. It's not English yeah. versus Spanish. It's it's, it's, it's speaking words, it's words versus feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Words are a second that's language for too. me. So I have mm-hmm. insight. I have a complete and utter understanding of things. Like it comes in mm-hmm. and goes poof and I'm like, Oh my god, this is the truth. But my mm. ability to then take that full-on understanding and give it out requires me sitting down and really, really working with that that way mm. of communication. So yeah, then Snapchat's not your thing. No, it's not. But anyway, so then the other. What about Poke? And no. then Pokemon Go. What happened to that? Right? Because we played it and then it went away. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it still there? If I open the, if I download the app, will I still be able to catch Pokemon? Or is yes, it over? yes. There's actually books, so people can still do yes, it. Yes, it's just that. But who is doing well, it? Nobody. My little do- May May would have completely done it even more. But again, bandwidth. Like we had no Wi Fi, right. and I. It's sort right. of like she'd still be eating up the bandwidth. Like I can't let her 
I can't let her do that. I mean, the majority right. of the time that we are, I'm, I'm tethered to my phone 100% of the time when we're at yeah. home. So, yeah. All right. So let's okay. do an overview of what happened this year in the podcast industry, if we can be so bold. Yes, we can be a little bit bold. Or at least as related to us. Yes, exactly. We can be so bold for that. All right. So, and the first thing is actually going to go into a little bit of an article that we had here uh, this time uh, that mm-hmm. I we, we were to discuss last week, but no. But um, right. so play, you know, public radio rants were a thing. And just because I'm anal like this, here are some for you to focus on. Episode 83, 84, 85, 92, <laughs> 93. Of our show? You of went our show. And- yes, because oh I, I have them in my bullet journal. So I have all the titles there and I saw and I kind of read the titles and remembered. So those are Can't some um, that we discussed, you know, public radio in public a variety radio. of different ways and how right, it came yeah. through. And, um, oh, you know, rants on our show. I thought you meant in the public. No, yes. No, no, we no, no. ranted rants about public show. radio quite a bit. Yeah. We went yes, off. We, did. we went off on it. And to, to just kind of bring it to, I think we're going to close it out with this new article that is out called podcasting stratifies into hard layers by, uh, That's Eric, be a rant too. Eric Newsom. At least on my part. Yes. And it's the most annoying thing I think I've ever read. And actually, ever you know, Eric, Eric, Eric Newsom, I think that he's a smart man. Um, and Is he a listener of this show? I doubt that he's a Are you kidding? Good. No, because we, we don't do the type of work I, <laughs> that he listens to, nor would he be interested in. This was one of um, the dumbest <laughs> assessments I've ever read about podcasting ever. And I probably say that a lot. I don't think you do. But, oh my God, this was annoying. Yeah. And, and I think that part of it is starts to be broken down in the, in the definition of how he, he had in some way figured out what uh, this podcasting thing is. Because mind you, he, I think he hates, uh, he hates podcasts, I think, mm. or the name. So he basically says a podcasting industry grew up. It professionalized. But his definition of professionalized is Gimlet, Midroll, Panoply, Wondery, and Audible. Those are, that's, that's it. And so, and then he says that they are feeling less startup-y and mm-hmm. maturing into viable media production companies, which I don't know. Even just reading that, it just made me so upset because, first of all, he's he's narrowing it down to professional, meaning just that. And then he doesn't even give them the full benefit of being viable me- media production companies. He says they're maturing into viable media production companies, which is like, what? Yeah. Oh. And then Nick Kwa, who I normally agree with, oh. Said that this piece is going to be dead on, more or less. That that 2017 is going to see a stratification of podcasting with professionalizing companies, big podcasting, spinning away from iTunes into its own closed ecosystem due to its own incentive for growth and control over its data. Which I think is like, and then, yes, but what Eric, and then he sums up, you know, he uses the last like paragraph of what Newsom says. Mm-hmm. which is 
My fears of the ecosystem we've invented will start to resemble the vanishy publishing marketplace or the guy selling CDs out of the trunk of his car. A place that's easy to publish but rarely yields a significant audience. Why would you think that when it <laughs> yielded a perfectly good audience all this fucking time? Exactly. And no, but, but, but this is what like Rob... Who is this fucker? Oh, he's the president of our content for Audible. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> oh. Well, so, wait, but there's another, but there's another thing that this is something that that you know when I read that 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 actual sentence I wanted to punch him in the face and then but see Rob and see Rob actually codified I honestly just stared at it like what? it farted in yeah. my face <laughs> but, that's how I just looked at it like with a yeah so this is what Rob Walsh said and then I'm like exactly because this is what I was thinking too and this is what I fight with for all of you guys and she podcasts is this mm-hmm. it's it's basically what he's talking about here is that what. Okay, so why does it have to yield a significant audience? Why? And and who's... First of all, it does do that. Though. Well, it does. That's not even the point. Why? It does and has for many, many people before Audible and all these other people popped in here. And also, and here's the other thing too. What's wrong with the guy selling the CDs out of the car? I'm sorry, All but right. well, that's gonna... not even that's a lot wrong with that. That's never going to go anywhere. But that's like, but to me, it's like I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. If I don't want to do it, like all the Etsy people, like, would you want to give up a lot of your uh, creative expression or creative um, power to be like, I, I, you know, there, actually, there's there's actually a lot to this. That's why Tim Ferriss is not doing his show the way that he's doing it. That's why Tim Ferriss has chosen to do what he's doing with his podcast. Is because he does not want to be giving up his power to other people. And because he understands what you have to give up when you work for the man. And that's exactly what these, this is, it's happening here. So it does, to me, if you want to be a podcaster and you want to sell CDs out of your car and that's really what you want to do because you want to do it that way, I am super Nobody stoked. Nobody sells CDs out of their car because they want to do it that way. They do it to be famous. That's why this sentence is annoying because. That's what, exactly why the sentence is annoying because people who are selling CDs out of the trunk of their car after gigs are doing it because they're hoping that someone will listen to it and give them and make them a big star. And the reason why this assessment is irritating is because people had perfect capability of fame and becoming a big star regardless of whether or not Panoply and Wondery and all these people stay or go. It, they think they're affecting the ecosystem. What they affect is advertising. They're not affecting the ecosystem in a way that's really going to make or break what the you know how successful the rest of us are. It would be, I mean, it, on one hand, it's nice to have the traffic being brought to iTunes, but on the other hand, it hasn't been there as of now, and things have been fine. I think that the arrogance is from the the perspective of audio on demanders. <laughs> Which I'm going to continue to, you know, that's what they do. They create audio. They they, call them MCAOD. (laughs) Which would be better. I would prefer, you know, that they go off and they do their own thing and then take the, the, the name podcasts out of what they do and continue to focus on the fact that what they create is audio. 
They create audio pieces, creative storytelling. They create all these things. This is awesome and amazing. And they happen to be using podcasting as a mode of or a method of distribution, which isn't the only thing that they're using to distribute their shows. They have other avenues and other ways that they want to distribute their shows. Good for them. But they are not podcasters and they're not really talking about the podcasting industry. They are simply creating media like TV people, like, you know, films, all that kind of stuff. Some of us really do uh, feel empowered by being podcasters, and we are kind of rebel in that. I think that, uh, on the one hand, we're getting lots of traffic as a result of them being there. Right. What if it stops? What if it goes away? Because, And then, like, if they do create their own ecosystem, like, first of all, Audible already is its own ecosystem. Big deal. Yes, that hasn't hurt me. But like, I don't know, like people who want all the different things will subscribe to all the different things, right? Like, like there was a time there where I did have, I mean, I have Amazon Prime because I have Amazon Prime, but then I also have Netflix. I wasn't really watching Hulu, so I gave that up, but I did have it for a while. I may have to get it again if they start doing original content because it's the only thing that would get me to come back because everything else I can already see whenever I want. So... There will be people who subscribe to all of them. There will be people who subscribe to just some of them. And much like television, I will also still watch the shit that's free on demand. I have Xfinity because I need to have television already because I have it. So I may, you know, a lot of the stuff I just watch that's on there. Actually, did you know that Xfinity and Netflix have somewhat merged and that if there is a movie that's available on Netflix when I, and also I have a voice remote. This is how spoiled I am. So I, I click a button and I say, watch the Golden Girls. And it just comes up. And if it's on Netflix, it'll say, do you want to watch this on Netflix or do you want to watch this on cable? Wow. It's pretty crazy, right? That's amazing. And, and again, it's not making anything different than the other thing. It doesn't, it's yeah. not going to make me not watch something because it's right. in a different place. True. I guess my issue with this is just the fact that I feel like if you guys, and I'm saying you guys now, because I don't, I am not. I am not part of that. I am not part of, of, of this professionalized definition that you are posing in front of me, Mr. Eric. I am not part of that. So if you fail, what's going to happen is you are then going to say, oh, it didn't work. It's not, podcasting is not a thing, really. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not working. Whereas we're still doing it here. <laughs> it, and it's been working. So, um, I don't know what to tell you, dude. And it's just that people are now just noticing it from that point of view. And that's what I don't like. I do not like that. I want to make a definition around that. It's not cool. But if you guys want to, you know, if you have thoughts, you can let us know. So we're going to be um, wrapping some of this stuff up here. There's a lot more to say about this, uh, particularly around this, the definition and the, and, and the fact that, um, it feels, how is it when somebody is um, entitled or um, that they feel like they're, they know it, everything, that they know all the things you know, in, in the world? <laughs> arrogant? Yeah, that's it. It feels like he's very arrogant <laughs> that they feel all the things in the world. Yes. And so if you have Entitled is a that, good one entitled, too. Yeah. I like that so, word. Let us know. Uh, send us some feedback um, over to feedback at shepodcast.com. We are pulling the year together here. So if you have some thoughts that you want us to talk about. I feel like in we our, could talk about this for a whole other hour. We could. 
Um, so new apps trying to solve the discovery problem. There were a bazillion jillion of them that were created this year, and they still yeah, are any being of them created solve this the year. Problem? It doesn't no. seem like they have. No. So <laughs> we, we will keep an eye open for, for all of this stuff, right? Because it'll be there. Um, so my favorite episode this year, just for us, was Goats and Death. <laughs> that was Because fun. I laughed so very hard, and that was episode 119. And that was yeah. actually the day after, the morning after the election. I guess we now Elsie can just... was so depressed. Was... <laughs> we were both really depressed. But yeah, we I think... Really but Elsie, I felt I, I could feel through the phone that she was uh, having a hard time, like living life that day. <laughs> it was hard. It was it was hard. It was like, yeah, it was hard. Some it clients was, yeah. were like, I can't think about work because of the election and have not gotten back to me since. I wonder if they'll change <gasps> life as we know it. Oh my gosh. No, there were a couple of people that I had to also be, acknowledge, you know, that that was that was huge for me. And I have to say thank you so much for that episode. I mean, it really, truly transformed me. And I think that the reason this is under the podcasting industry and the pod, you know, basically that is because podcasting has the ability to shift and it doesn't necessarily have the ability to shift somebody's perspective as a listener, but sometimes as a producer, it has that that um, option. And How it's did it shift you just because you giggled. No, because you made me laugh. You made me, you know, you you made the conversation keep going. You made things, you allowed for there to be movement. You, you know, there's something that happens when you're having a conversation or when you are being vocal, even if it's not about the thing that you are wanting to talk about, you know, there's something that happens in that. And I think this medium does that. I think actually that is what I was trying to say earlier when we were talking about doing clients one-on-one and in person, like it allowed me to move forward and not stand yeah. still, which yeah. was great. So I do, I do understand what you're saying and it's my pleasure. I will make you laugh about goats anytime. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, was so and fun. then I guess, you know, something that's really going to be coming, I think coming to a head, this is sort of like a, a look back to 2016 and also a look forward to 2017 is losing your job because of your podcast or being fired from your podcast. Cause this is going to keep coming. And it's going to be happening a lot. Yeah, I mean it's novel more. now, but I think it'll yeah. be more common. And like, I actually am curious. Like, what about podcasts? This I can't wait to happen. I've yet for this to happen. Like, for because Gimlet just canceled the show because the, they didn't want the show anymore. I want to see when they have like a Regis and Kelly situation. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, when's that going to happen? When like one host is fired and the network comes up with a new host. And the host just has to deal with like the Michael Strahan or the Kelly yeah. or the what's her name? Kelly Ripa. What's that? No, not Kelly. No. The other crazy chick. It used to be oh, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to see what I'd like to see which podcast starts the Kathy Lee Kelly Ripa exchange. Who that's yeah, going to be. You're right. Good. I don't think that that's yeah. happened yet because you're, you're no, totally right. If it's something uh, there, some of that stuff has has happened to some degree, but in a very small way. Like, um, there was tech news today was, um, started with one host that I completely and utterly adore. And that's why I used to, um, listen to that show and he was fired and somebody else took over and I haven't really ever gone back like Zippo, even though the show's still there, it's still happening daily, I think. Um, but that's never happened. So work-life balance, friendship, Support, constant conversation, the constant conversation around that, actually. We we touched that. Yeah. Uh, episodes 80, 96, 102, and 105. 
mm-hmm. um, with you and I. And so I think that, that that's out. something that is very unique to Jess and myself. I agree. <laughs> my god so we have a special episode that's coming up next week for you guys yes. uh, it's not our usual kind of thing but then on no. january 16th we will be coming back so if you have any feedback yes. around these things around podcasting thoughts that have come up please email them feedback at shepodcast.com you can also come to our group shepodcast.com slash group is that what we have it is that our link whatever um no and, no you said feedback at shepodcast.com forward slash group no no did no, you I say facebook Facebook. What did you say? It's listen. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she podcasts. That's there we go. So that is it. And um, that's all. So you guys get your ticket to Pod Fusion, which we're going to be Please. talking about next episode. And you can go to shepodcast.com slash Pod Fusion to get your ticket and get a little bit more insight into all the things that we are doing here. But you're going to get your hands oh. dirty at it. So wait. What? Before we close, the yes. one biggest thing about she podcasts that's new this year. Our Patreon. Oh, Patreon. We actually have patrons that are giving us money every month, and it's more than a Happy Meal each. So thank you. For those of us who are, if all of you listening and heard that would give us each a dot, would give us a dollar and go on our Patreon and pledge a dollar, it would make a huge difference to us. So please check it out. That's new for us this year, and it has been huge. So Amazing. thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. And please continue that next year to support us so we can keep supporting you. Yay. And yeah, next and episode, we'll probably talk about more of this stuff. So thank you so much for listening. Yes. And off we go. Off we go. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>